All right, so y'all, what's good, y'all? Uh, Richard Brown back again with a, another episode of IPS with the market down wood based out of Paris, France, um, formerly Norfolk, Virginia, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> born real. in Norfolk, uh, born in Norfolk, went to high school in Chesapeake. Oh, yeah, real, real VA native right here. So, <laughs> um, let's get this thing started, Brody. Um, so yeah, we were just talking before this just to kind of catch y'all up, just kind of giving a brief history of, you know, um, what kind of work you've been doing and where you're at right now in life. Just kind of just give a, a brief recap. So, you know, everybody, the viewers and listeners can have an understanding. I know you played college sports and then, you know, kind of bring it up into that point. <laughs> um, yeah, I played uh, I played football in college at uh, University of Kentucky. Um, my last year, I ended up getting sick with mono, so I didn't play, but I still got some trials with some pro teams. I uh, ended up signing with a, uh, signing up in Chicago and tore my hamstring like the third or fourth day. And so, you know, the same thing happened there that happened in Detroit, that happened in Indianapolis. I would always get on the center stage to, you know, to work out with these teams and I would just end up messing up my hamstring. And so the last workout I had was like coming and uh, going to Detroit and I remember just warming up, running like a pulse route. And I, you know, I pulled my hamstring too hard. I'm just like, yeah, I can't, I can't do anything else. You know what I mean? So I drove back right. to Kentucky and um, stopped to get gas. And I remember just looking, uh, looking in the, you know, in the, the back window of my car. And I'm just, I saw myself and I'm like, yo, do you want to keep doing this? Like you, my goal from a kid was to play college ball. I never cared about NFL. So it's like, okay, you have the, like, you have the talent or whatever to go, but, like, do you want to keep trying to, to hang on to something that's probably not even for you anymore? You know what I mean? So, right. that was the last of it, man. I, so, I stayed in, in, in shape, but uh, at the time, I was working as a parole officer. Uh, I was in Kentucky, and then I left there to be in D.C. just to be closer to home, and uh, it, it just wasn't for me, man. Like, I, my major was sociology, so you can't really do that much with sociology. Right. Um, and then being for, I mean, I, to keep it a buck, like a lot of my family in 7-5, you know, kind of on the other side of the tracks. And so I just kind of felt funny going into an office where I felt like I was like locking up my family members almost, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so from there, I just decided like, I'm going to do something else. I don't know what, but I need to get out of this profession. Um, and the thing that I landed on was the Navy. I'd already been to college, so I'm like, or Air Force, I'm sorry. So I was like, well, I can go in as an officer. So I had a recruiter's appointment on a Saturday when I was up in D.C. And the Friday night, I had a dream that this drill sergeant just kept screaming on me and making me do push-ups the entire dream. Like nothing else in the dream existed except push-ups and him screaming at me. And I just remember waking up. I was like, nah, I ain't doing that. That ain't it. Yeah, that ain't it. And, and so that same day, I just started researching um, master's programs for international relations. I don't know why I landed on that. It's just politics always interested me. And so um, I found three different international programs. One was in Paris, one in Rome, and one in London. Rome was farther away. London was more expensive. So I just landed on Paris. Uh, got over here, man, and did my master's real quick. You know what I mean? I, I think I finished in like nine or 10 months. And I started working with the United Nations uh, for African World Heritage. So. Um, so basically, like bringing money, uh, awareness, and education to the world uh, world heritage sites in, in sub-Saharan Africa. Um, so I did that for a bit, man. Damn. 
Did you enjoy it? Did you did you enjoy it while you were doing it? It was honestly the most like fulfilling job, I guess I would call it, that I've probably ever had. You know what I mean? Because like even there's a lot of bureaucracy and all of that, and I hate going to an office. Like I, I just don't like the idea of being another brick in the wall. But you would leave every day feeling like you changed something in the world. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um. But yeah, right before I left uh, Paris, it was a uh, September 2019, and right before I left with my tax return, my uh, my stimulus check that George Bush sent out, I went and bought. I found somebody. Uh, I found Circuit City down in Raleigh was having a, a liquidation sale, so I mm-hmm. bought a camera. I bought a Sony A350. Like I don't know shit about cameras, yo. I just know I'm about to fly to Paris, and I need to send some pictures to my moms and my family because they they right. never travel. So I bought a camera. It sat in the box for like four months until I moved to Paris. And then I just started walking around the city every day, um, you know, taking pictures of the landscapes, the architecture, the food, just everything. And uh, did you did you want to move to Paris initially or did you have other locations in mind in like Europe? Like, did you want to go to Greece? Did or was yeah, Paris? it was no, no, no. It was either it was Greece. Paris or uh, no, I'm sorry. It was Rome, Paris, or London. London was this is when the pound was like super high. So yeah, London was out, and then Rome was cool. But it was like, well, I took I took French in college. I don't really know it, but at least I took it. So like, mm-hmm. it made more sense to go to France, and then Rome was just farther away. So um, so yes, yeah, so I landed in Paris, man, and like I started hanging around this photographer who came to be my mentor. One of them, God rest his soul, uh, Ernest Collins. He was an American photographer from Chicago uh, who started out as a hairstylist for the Supremes uh, and turned into a photographer and just stayed here for 20 years working and then he moved back to Chicago a couple of years ago. But I would just go hang out at his crib whenever I wasn't in, in class, I would go to his crib in North Paris and we would just watch um, fashion TV and I had never yeah. seen anything like that. We would just watch like the shows, we would watch the, you know, uh, the like the actual fashion shows. We would, we would look through magazines, and he would just talk about all these different people that he knew. It was like I mentioned something about Michael Jordan. He was like, "Oh yeah, I shot him before," and I'm like, "No, you didn't." And he would go and just like show me all these people he shot, and I'm just like, "Yo, this is crazy." Legendary. So like, yeah. So he would just teach me like not really teach me, but I would just ask like cert- what certain buttons do on my computer or in Photoshop, and he would tell me. Um, and it, honestly, it started from there. Like Paris is one of those places where there's so many photographers. Like you walk anywhere on the streets and there's a camera somewhere. So you feel inspired by that. And then, yeah, I just like, he would just always share whatever knowledge he had with me. So and, it, and yeah, just, just for, and just for reference, um, you're speaking of Chi, correct? Um, no, 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 this is, uh, this is another photographer named Ernest another Collins. One? Ernest Collins, based out of Chicago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He passed uh, actually last year, but uh, yeah, based out of Chicago. Man, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not too. I'm not too familiar with his work. Um, was he a film photographer or um, digital? Just or was he? No, in both well, realms? I mean, he died. He was. Uh, he was in his late fifties when he passed. So, like, he started with film. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, you know, he ended up transitioning over to Nikon Digital. So he started shooting with the uh, D3, I think. Um, okay. but, but he still had all his film bodies. He still used his old Hasselblad 500, um, in his studio or whatever. So yeah, I would just go kick it with him at the class. And, you know, whenever, uh, fashion shows rolled around, he hated fashion week because his thing was always, he would always say like, all them niggas you see sitting in the front row, they ain't working. 
I need to be a you know I need to be a shooting working. So I was just like, for sure, right. yeah. But but I'm new, so pass the invitations to me. So he used to pass them to me, and I would just go to the shows and sit there like this American who knows nobody. But like my yeah. first show, I'm I'm sitting next to Sting, and it's just like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> it's like, yo, what are you doing here? Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. It's just it just started like that, man. And then I just you know I just figured out. I guess the right things to say to like the right magazines and brands to kind of get access to the shows or whatever, AKA, I just kind of lied to someone. Right, yeah. It was like, you know, yo, I'm working for such and such magazine. Um, they need a let, you know, I need to get backstage access so they can publish the photos from the show. And they would just let me in. So uh, yeah, man, that's how I started. <laughs> and just from that point, you just kind of grew like, um, as far as like your quality of work from up until that point to now just kind of grew, like you just kind of practice, you know, whether you were, um, you know, manipulating or not, you just kind of in between that time you were practicing, um, were you shooting models? Like, were you um, hitting up agencies to do test shoots in between? Well, so, so I got a, so Ernest, same photographer, um, he was, we were in the studio and he was shooting a guy one day. And I remember, I never really, if you look at my work, like I don't really shoot a lot of guys, but um and that's that's not because i'm hating on them i just it's more it's more female models than you know and i just that's just kind of what my my style has turned into yeah. but like uh, he was shooting this guy and i remember i was uh i was helping him make like a behind the scenes video so i had his second nikon body it was like a d850 or something and um i remember saying i was like damn i want to do this but i didn't know i said it out loud i thought i was just like saying it in my head Right. And he stopped shooting and he looked at me he was like you sure and i was like oh yeah yeah i was like cool so he's like all right so he finished shooting this guy for like another five minutes and he goes the guy's changing and he goes and calls his agency and uh, one of the agencies in paris he was like hey uh my assistant needs a model can you send somebody over to to my studio tomorrow and i was just like god damn, damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> but it was one of those things where it's like you asking for it but you ain't really ready for it right you know right saying? So yeah, man, my first shoot was garbage. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the girl came, but like the stylist didn't show up, the makeup didn't show up. So we literally just sat there and like just took some bullshit pictures. And they weren't they weren't the best, but you know, so for me, I was just like, all right, well, I tried, whatever. But right. the crazy part is like the agency, I was like, I'm sorry, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, no, 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 the, the pictures are fine. We'll let you know, you know, if we need anything else. So I'm just like, all right, I know that. Like, it's over. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah. And dude, the next week they called me to ask, like, they asked me to shoot another model. And it just kept going like that. So I started doing a couple of those tests and I kind of got bored a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so then I was just like, well, shit, let me contact some magazines. And um, <laughs> so I would just start sending magazines not like web zines, nothing against them, but like I was just going for like straight print magazines, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I would just send them emails like, hey, um, let me know if you need a photographer for, you know, the Chanel show on such and such day or the Louis Vuitton show on this day. And they would just be like, all right. And they would just send letters with their, you know, with their logos on it to the magazine or to the designer, like, yo, let this person have access to shoot. So one day I was just like, I contacted, um, and who was it? I'd done like, you know, smaller independent magazines. And I a couple of years ago, I called, um, I sent an email to a little PCL magazine and I was just like, mm -hmm. you know, and they're international. So yeah. I was just like, 
so I, I, I want to be able to shoot, put together an editorial, but I want to do like a jewelry editorial, right? And for like the high end jewelry, like not the, you know. Right. And um, <clears throat> so they wrote me back and they were like, have you ever done, you know, have you ever shot jewelry before? Because it's a little different. And I was just like, well, sh- I could lie, but then they're going to ask to see what I shot. Right. So I was like, I ain't going to lie about it. So I was just like, uh, I was like, I haven't, but I know how to shoot it. Like I've assisted on shoots and blah, blah. So they were like, all right. Next thing I knew, dude, um, the idea that I had was to shoot this girl in like this, this grungy garage, but mm-hmm. she's wearing like all this expensive shit. Man, that day we had to sign insurance papers for like 10 million in diamonds. Like there was this stuff that, dude, it was stuff that like I had never seen before. Like for example, they came with the necklace from Louis Vuitton for uh, 2 million euro. Yeah. And which already, that's crazy. Cause I didn't- And in USD, 2 million euros is probably closer to five. five but it's like, USD. You know, now it's, it's like, two point it's probably like 2.4 million 2. US 4. okay before a necklace you know what I'm saying right and um but these two people came to the garage because you can't shoot that stuff in Paris unless there's four walls because of the insurance purposes or whatever so um so they came these two people just dressed like me or you like backpacks on chilling and I'm like I'm DeMarcus like what are y'all looking for and they walked in they were like we're from Louis Vuitton they walked in and they opened these like Jan Sport backpacks with one necklace from Louis Vuitton worth two million, and then bracelets worth another six hundred thousand. I'm like, I thought it was like an armor car supposed to bring itself, and they were like, Nah, it's too like, it's too open, so we right. choose to travel discreetly. So we take the trains or whatever, and we look like everybody else, and then the security just meets us here. So they're here with all this jewelry, and Tiffany comes, and then just all these different jewelers, and we got to sign the insurance papers on all of them. And yeah. I'm just signing that shit like, what am I doing? Like that imposter yeah, syndrome kind of kicked in. Yeah, at that point, you're knee deep and you just got to go, you know, all in yeah, at that point. You just signing these papers and you just like, yo, why did they trust me to do this? Like, that was my first thought. And then yeah. as I'm I'm writing it, it's like, nah, you got you to gotta show some kind of confidence, especially because each one of them brands send security people, like big you know, six foot something niggas in tuxedos. It's like, yo, we protecting these jewels by any means. Right. So it's like, so I got to shoot with them standing there. I got to shoot with the stylist there and just the whole team. So it was stressful, but ended up working out, man. And then from there, you know, I just built on it. So, um, so most of what I've done has been for magazines, like editorial. Um, right. So I, I've done some brand work, um, but it's mostly been magazines, which I think is, it pays less, but you have more creativity. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. That was going to be my next question as far as like the creativity creativity aspect. Like, do you create your own mood boards? Do you pull your own stylus and make up in yeah. your hair? Like, because I know sometimes the agency provides that, but do you have like a team that you're, you know, comfortable with that you're like, hey, you know, I'm doing this? Yeah. So, um, so here, like the agency, they don't, all they do is provide you with the model. So it's pretty much your job is photographer, but also, um, you know, uh, project manager. You know what I mean? So it's me. It's up to me to find the model. It's up to me to put together the mood. Um, not all the time, because sometimes you have like you know different collaborations. But in general, I'll make the mood and then we kind of tweak it. Um, 
and then you have uh, you know the team that you actually put together yourself. Um, so it's it's just trial and error. It's, you know, I have a stylist that I work with a lot just because like he knows me, he knows right. the movements that I shoot, he knows the style that I like, and we just kind of mesh. And then you know you just find people that you try out you know on test shoots to see how they are, and then bring them yeah. in for you know for magazines. But yeah, it's 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 a lot, man. Like people see the picture, but they don't understand like everything else that goes the work into behind it. it. Yeah. yeah, and I know like. <clears throat> Me and you talked previously just about like um, just certain shoots that you've done and just me being a photographer and handling everything from top to bottom, just in local Virginia, just trying to set up, you know, smaller shoots is difficult within itself. So for you to be doing, you know, L'Officiel um, and all these other big name magazines with a small team, is it like, now you're acclimated like is it still stressful every single time to produce yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean it's always stressful but it's you just i don't know you become comfortable in the stress you know what i mean right it's like you're always gonna have like today we just thank god we just confirmed the model like we fly to greece on saturday night uh to shoot an editorial and um the model we were supposed to shoot was in Greece and something came up where she got booked on another job. So literally this morning, what just before you got on the call, actually, um, I ended up, you know, booking another girl. And so we're flying her from Hamburg, Germany to meet us in Greece um, to shoot in Santorini and to shoot on some islands down there. So, but it's me organizing all of this and then the mood board, like I put together, but a lot of times, honestly, my moves, most of them, most of the photo shoots that you see of my work is, um, my ideas that come to me in dreams. Mm -hmm. So most of the nights, like my girl would tell you, like I, I have the craziest dreams and a lot of them make it to my editorials, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, your work does seem dreamlike and fantasy. Like, I don't know if it's the post edit that you do, but it does give off like some type of romanticized feeling I, I don't know if you know what i mean i don't know if it's because of the, yeah, yeah. the scene the the environment that you're shooting it in or the the styling but like it just seems dreamlike and romanticized and fantasized like it just seems you know too perfect if that makes sense <laughs> well so the crazy thing is like for one i don't do a lot of retouching right mm -hmm. so like even if you look on my ig you'll see like the last photos uh there was a series i shot for I think L'Officiel or something. And it was uh it was like blurred images of the girl. Like we yeah. we did all that. Like that was shot in the studio. I mean studio. We actually shot it in the makeup artist's living room. But um the way we shot it was it was just a uh, slow shutter speed. So there's literally like pretty much no Photoshop in any of those pictures. You know what I mean? Right. And honestly, most of the shoots, like anybody that knows me will tell you, most of my shoots, I plan them to be all black and white. It's just once I get them on the computer and the raw file shows you the color, I'm just like, eh, it's better in color. I'll keep it in color. But like yeah. most of my work, you know, because my favorite photographer has for the most part always been like the big one was uh, Peter Lindbergh. And I just yeah, love I was, how, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, like I love how he shoots stuff and makes it any photo look like a scene from a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I've always wanted to do that. But another one of my favorites is Hans Fuhrer. And if you look at his work, it's, there's always movement, there's always bright colors. And so it's kind of like, I don't know, it's, I just kind of 
I guess my style kind of clashes with both, you know what I mean? But they're always yeah. just because of like my background in sports and then also with uh, just, I guess, the respect that I have in terms of like women and what they can do in their strength. I always want to be able to show some sort of movement in the models when I'm shooting. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't want to have somebody who's just stiff standing. Bandit. I want it to be, yeah, like, I want to show something more to show, like, the the power of, the power and the beauty of my subject. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like, being that you're in Paris, like you said, there's models, there's photographers, there's just a a, a larger creative field that you're in. So was it easier to just, kind of had that freedom with um, booking um, women models to kind of give you that that movement that you were looking for compared to, let's say, the U.S.? Because I feel like um, there's a difference in between, um, like, the culture and modeling. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, the girls, like, the models just look different, for one. Like, the, you know, just in terms of height or facial features, like, they all look different. But then you also have, um, I, I just, the agencies that I work with, you know, I try to stay with, within a group of them. I don't like to go too crazy as far as like contacting 12 different agencies or anything like that. Right. Um, but the ones that I work with, they kind of know my style and like, you could look at my work and see that like, okay, this person is going to, there's going to be some sort of movement or something in the pictures. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times when it, you know, when we show up for the shoot, I always talk to the girls and, you know, just casual conversation of like, oh, did you play sports growing up or do you play sports now? Just so I could kind of know like what they can do, what they can't do. Right, know? right, right, right. So, because I had one editorial, man, and they told me that the girl was a dancer and I was like, dope. I, I've been looking for a model who's a dancer and she showed up and she was like, they never showed me the mood board and I haven't danced in four years. <laughs> and I'm just like... <laughs> what the hell All right, yeah. well, so we end up not shooting her <laughs> oh shit damn so like um i know you're talking about like are you freelance or are you contract or are you signed to an agency or are you just you know uh, <clears throat> no i'm freelance um i have my moments when i look for an agent but it's so like time consuming that you know the last time i did it was maybe two years ago and i just found myself like trying like trying to shoot like something that an agency may want to sign instead of just sticking true to myself and like shooting what I shooting what my actual style is right and it's if you do it too long like you just find you just start to like lose yourself based on what you think they want you know what I mean like and I even contacted one agency and they were like oh we really love your work but we would rather if you could shoot more like Billy Kidd who's another photographer based out of New York and it was just like but why don't you just sign Billy Kidd then? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need yeah. me. So, um, yeah, like, I, so now just freelance. I would love to work with an agency as long as they can, you know, find a way to market my style of shooting. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, <clears throat> we've talked about it previously uh, through Instagram, just as far as, like, being signed. In an ideal world, would you rather sacrifice... Um, being freelance and having that uh, sense of creativity, just freedom of expression, or having that backing of an agency uh, monetarily. You know, what, what's the agency? Fam, I wake up every morning at five o'clock and, you know, I work, you know, do my 
my morning, you know, ritual, meditation, gym, and all that stuff. But I also start early on contacting people, contacting magazines, contacting brands, because I, I try to make it so my email is the first one that they see when they get to the office. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that shit is tiring, man. Like, yeah. so if I can get an agent to say, yeah, we'll take care of all of this and we'll market you because we already have the network, but we take, you know, 20% or whatever, man, Do it, you got yeah. it. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll give you 22. Like, just give me some, you know what I mean? Let me sleep right. a couple extra hours. I'm good. And yeah, like, I know you're busy because you just got back from Dubai and being that you set everything up top to bottom and now you're about to fly back out to Greece. I know that takes, yeah. you know, preparation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. back to back, just traveling, booking, traveling with gear is exhausting by itself. So to have yeah. a, a team that you got to organize and, you know, be accountable for. Well, so it's, and I always want to take uh, more than one camera. I always want to take my uh, my film cameras when I travel for editorials, and I never take them. But I think this time I'm gonna take uh, that. So that's two camera bodies plus however many lenses, plus computer. Right. Like you know how that goes for that. You know, yeah. all your stuff. Um, and then when I get here, it's like, you know, I get in and I'll try to sleep a little bit that day. But then right after that, dude, it's like, it's like hit the ground down. running, like, yeah. yeah. So, and I think, but that's that's one of the things that people, like they see my social media and they feel like I'm having a ball when I travel. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, fam, I'm at this pool for 16 minutes and I'm gonna be shooting for 12 hours. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not living it up like that. Like when I'm not right. shooting, I'm sleeping. You know what I mean? And, um. That's funny that you said that because I'm one of the people that be like, man, this man lives his best. Like he traveled in the international. Like he he in Santorini, like he was just in Dubai, not knowing no, the, the the sleepless nights that you're going through. <laughs> they don't see the stress. First off, like any flight for me that's under eight hours, and I'm I'm like, I get a headache, uh, like I get a real bad migraine. I'm mad nervous the whole flight and anxious. If it's like if I'm flying to New York, if I'm flying 12 and a half hours to LA, I'm good. Like those flights are perfect to me, but like those short flights, like Santorini, yeah. I think is what, three hours? Fam, I'm gonna be up there nervous the whole time. Get there, I ain't gonna be able to eat because I'm worried about shoot. Right. Every night before a shoot, or every morning of a shoot, I wanna throw up and I start questioning myself of like, you know, uh, am I am I as good as I think I am? Or am I as good as people think I am? Or am I just gonna fuck this whole shoot up? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's a lot more than it's just nerve wracking, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know how it goes though. So do you, you choose to shoot in these locations? You're like, all right, we're going, I'm, I'm going to go to like Dubai. You, you pick these locations or is like a-, a No, no, no. So I had, a, um, I had a client in Dubai that I was going to shoot for. Um, so that was just something different. And then this magazine, okay. um, I'm shooting a personal project um, in Greece. And <clears throat> so I was talking with the magazine and they were just, a lot of times with me, man, like, these magazines they kind of know that I'm traveling and so so I'll talk to them every now and then just and they kind of ask for updates on where I'm going or if I'm going to you know any you know any nice locations in the future um and I'll just tell them like where I'm going and we just kind of plan it around that so uh so I'm shooting you know part of a personal project when I'm in Greece but I'm also shooting for um for a really big magazine there um and so I'll stay out we'll shoot for two days and then the rest of it is just traveling (laughs) yeah Get there at 12 30 in the morning. 
like the the next topic um being that you're running around you're shooting do you have time for your own personal like you say your own personal projects that you've been working on is there is there is it too difficult to juggle you know both to try and fit it um, in in between your schedule yeah you kind of like you have your moments where you feel like you can't do both but um because honestly this is the first personal project that I've ever worked on in my life. Like I started shooting in 2000, like shooting seriously, I think in 2011, I wanna say, 2012, somewhere around there. But this is the first like real, like concrete, tangible, personal project that I've ever done. And um, yeah, like I've still been able to do this plus other stuff, but my mind is always thinking on the personal project, which is how I know, like for me, that already means it's gonna be like, it's going to be a good project when I'm done. It's going to be a good finished product because that's all I think about. That's all I'm working on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, yeah. I can't wait to see it. I'm just, I ain't going to give any, any spoilers, <laughs> but I can't wait to see it. Um, yeah. I wish I could talk about more, man, but I, I will say like, this is, this is, um, it's, it's something that, that's year, literally years in the making. And I'm just, yeah, I'll be able to breathe when it's finished. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see. Do you have a projected um, release for the project uh, that you would like? October? October 13th. This October. Oh, so very <laughs> yeah, soon, yeah. very soon, very soon, very soon, very soon. You know, I'm gonna definitely be on the lookout, man, for sure. And whatever way I can support, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there, man. I appreciate that. Um, just kind of rolling it back to to traveling, and I kind of want to touch on film. Cause I only shoot on mm -hmm. film. Um, yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Um, for me, it's because of when I first started, um, I, was, I wanted to do styling. I didn't even want to pick up a camera. I just wanted to be behind the scenes styling. That, that's yeah. really, that's really what I wanted to do. But mm -hmm. um, trying to find a photographer was kind of cumbersome for me. So I was like, man, let me just cut out the middleman and pick up a camera myself. Yeah. And I've always loved the nostalgic feeling of like just vintage, just, you know, 90s, yeah, 80s. Just, yeah, so I've always loved the essence around film. So I was like, you know, I knew nothing about cameras at all. So I was like, man, let me just buy a film camera. So I went on Craigslist and this man was having an estate sale. His father had passed away and he had this basically Minolta um, pack. It came mm -hmm. in a leather uh, leather uh, camera bag, and that was my first camera, Minolta SRT one hundred and one, and that's my baby. Oh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Wait, where's the thing at? I swear I got it. So, oh, you see it? <laughs> yeah, and like that's for me. That's that's my baby. That's like my my go to. It's, it's messed up right now. I don't know what happened. The 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 shutter's kind of wacky right now and the through the viewfinder is blurry. So I'm gonna try and see if I can fix it through the, through the inside. But that's kind of why and how I picked up the camera. And since then, I've just kind of been evolving over the past two years that I've been shooting and just buying more cameras, point and shoots, just kind of testing different um, SLR cameras and you know yeah, so on yeah. and so forth. And then eventually my friend giving me his Mamiya, which is crazy. Like, yeah, you told me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
I it's mean, the, uh, just, you got the Pro Two, right? Yeah, the Pro Two, and I and yeah. I feel like I'm not even doing it just. I feel like I'm not even using it to its full capacity. But I I plan on doing it eventually once I get my footing right, like as far as like styling and stuff, um, which is going to be my next question to you know local photographers, stylists in Virginia, seven five seven in particular. How should we go about, you know, um, furthering our careers, you know, in that field, seeing how, you know, successful you are, like, should we, should we leave? Should we stay? Should we build a following here? Should we travel back and forth from the East Coast, West Coast? You know, how should we operate in that sense? Um, if I'm honest, like, I love home, you know what I mean? Like, VA is just, that's always going to be home till I die. But in terms of you know, so if you look at it on a music standpoint, you know, it used to be you would have to go to New York to get a deal or you have to go to Atlanta to get a deal. Whereas now I think Virginia is in a spot where musically you could stay home and, you know, and make something out of yourself in terms of music. Um, with photography and with styling and that kind of stuff, it's not it's not on the same level just because those like that's that's one of those things where the designers are where they are. You know what I mean? Right. Like they're not moving. Like the the biggest cities for fashion are Paris, New York, Milan, and London. Like that's just not that's not going to change. Yeah. Um, of course, you, you have cities like L.A. or Miami, but it's it's not the same not at the all. Same. Like no, no, no. It's 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 almost like you can you can hold a you can hold up two different portfolios. One model from you know that's based in Milan, and one that's based in L.A. and you can just immediately off the first picture tell the difference. You know what I mean? Not, not right. that one is, is better or worse, but just it's a completely different style. Um, and I feel like with VA, there are people there who have talent, but a lot of times talent needs access. You know what I mean? And if you're not, if you're not in one of these places where you have access to good styling, then it's like you're 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 in a boxing match with one of your hands tied behind your back already. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And yeah. the good thing about VA is that, you know, I used to take the Chinatown bus every other week up to New York that like to yeah. shoot, like, yeah. because I, when I stopped working for the UN at the end of 2011, I ended up being back in VA for, uh, I want to say like 10 months or so. And because I needed, um, I needed a re like a, a new visa to come back to France. So that whole time, like every other week, I was going up to New York to shoot because I knew like I can't stay in Virginia and try to get right. styling from like Macy's or something like it's just not going to work. Um, and so I just made connections like that in New York. You know what I mean? So I think for someone that's from VA, you're not going to get necessarily found in VA, but you will get found if you take a short night bus ride, you know, just making yourself a regular and making yourself become a kind of a familiar face in New York. If that makes yeah. sense yeah you know just For just sure. going up there even if it's once a month going by the agency saying what's up you know going up there once a month to do test shoots it's really not that expensive like yeah you know in the grand scheme of things it's an investment in your art so i say go for that you know what i mean and i do know a few photographers that they actually do go back and forth between you know va new york uh, and dc just taking a bus mm -hmm. and doing test shoots um Part of the reason why I, I've been wanting to do that, but I feel like when you do test shoots, are you supposed to provide, you're supposed to provide a portfolio of work you've done, correct? Or you can just uh, be yeah. like, uh, right. So I feel like 
a portfolio portfolio I would provide wouldn't be um, suitable for what they're looking for, even if it's just for a test shoot, which is why I've been hesitant and kind of just been playing the backseat. All I've heard was just now was excuses. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like real talk, the worst, I, my mom used to always tell me this, closed mouth don't eat. Like if you don't, if you don't talk, you don't eat. If if they tell you no, then what's gonna happen to you? Nothing. Right, nothing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So just ask them because a lot of times they are looking for, you know, new photographers to kind of like experiment with and just kind of like nobody started a Peter Lindbergh didn't start Peter Lindbergh. You know what I mean? Like you have to learn somehow. So why not learn on a model from an agency as opposed to you know, somebody that you know from back home that your photos aren't going to look as strong. Like if you use an agency standard model or industry standard, whatever they call it, like your photos just look better off rip. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I say do that, man. Like just contact them. They're, they're people. I mean, they're not my, I ain't going to go there. Like <laughs> just, yeah, just, I say, just ask them honestly, like just hit them up and just tell them like what you, you know, what you're looking to do, the stuff you're, you're trying to shoot. Yeah. And yeah, like it'll work out for you, for sure. I mean, I, if I can, like, if I can help out, you know what I mean. Just let me know. Yeah, and um, like I said, I just want to really just kind of get back into styling and then do just more of like, as far as shooting more campaign for brands, not so much. Have you looked at the, um, have you looked at assisting anybody in styling? Um. No, uh, yes and no. I've reached out to a few people. Um, I'm kind of tied down with work, so it's hard. For, it's extremely hard for me to travel because um, yeah. they're in LA, New York, Atlanta, so on and so forth. And you know, sometimes they need like a last minute person, and you know, I just can't provide that. At, you know, given yeah. my circumstances. But you know, if it's a project that's three, four months ahead of time, yeah, you know, I'm more than or just. Honestly, dude, just um, what I would do a lot of times is like, I would just book a trip somewhere. I have no shoots planned. I have no, I didn't have a place to stay a lot of times. Like first time I went to shoot in Brazil, I ended up shooting for some magazines there, like eventually, but I went, I booked a ticket for two and a half weeks and just did uh, couchsurfing.com. So I had yeah. pretty much no money when I was there, but I was there and I would just hit people up like, hey, like go to agencies and just like, yo, do y'all have any girls that are available to shoot? I feel like if you do the same with styling, just like, just go somewhere for like a week, week and a half, you know, whatever. And just hit people up like, yo, if you got to shoot today, I'm out here. Like, I'll right. help, you know what I mean? And because that's what a lot of people don't do today. It's like, they don't want to hit you up. It's, I don't think it's a, I don't know if it's pride with us. I don't know what it is, but yeah, like hit people up, man. Like the stylists always need help. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that going forward. Um, I'm seeing like a lot of lot more things in the black creative community just being uplifted and you know I just want to contribute in whatever way I can um yeah part of the reason why I'm doing IPS is an extension of the styling modeling photography aspect of the group you know that I'm mm -hmm. in is to do IPS is to kind of reach and have people such as yourself you know kind of send the elevator back down to you know People who yeah, may, who may sure. not have, yeah, like the, you know, the connections or have somebody to talk to or, you know, just be able to have yeah. this conversation with. So for me, it's important. And it's hard, it's, man. It's yeah. hard because a lot of people in 
you know, photography and fashion and all that kind of stuff, they they kind of have this gatekeeper mentality of, you know, I had to learn it the hard way, so I'm not gonna help y'all out. Y'all gotta learn it the hard way too. And it's just like, man, it ain't that serious. Like, right. Right. you know, if you ask me a question, like, I'm gonna tell you. You know what yeah, I mean? You, like, yeah. I, and I'm willing to help people. And that's why I was like, yo, like this guy is like a role model to me because like, did not know me at all. Just come came into the store. Bought a Rock Nation crew neck, I remember. And since that point, <laughs> whatever whatever questions I've had, like just genuine, genuine uh, conversations, um, you've been there. So I appreciate that so much, bro. Like, because for yeah, me for alone, sure. just the journey has been tough. Like, just trying to figure out things, you know, just trying to, you know, just trying to figure out. Well, like, that's a lot. Like, it's it's a whole different world from what we grew up from what we grew up yeah. in, you know what I mean? Or grew up around. So it's like, you're like for us, you know, I think African-Americans, like we're just born with a certain level of creativity. There's just, right. I think our, our shit is just off the charts, but sometimes you need a way to harness it. Like you need a way to, to refine it. And sometimes that's, you know, working with a stylist or that's asking questions to a photographer because you, your idea is dope, but maybe you need, you know, help on the lighting aspect of it or yo I do that all the time one of my best friends in Paris is an engineer uh and photographer yo he knows everything about lighting whenever I got a question I hit him up like yeah so I could I could never be the hypocrite that like gets help from somebody and then doesn't help others you know what I'm saying right so like I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty helpful in that sense from Ernest helping me to Chief uh helping me um I'm always going to try to help other people man because like my style is my style. Like you're not hurting right. me by me helping you. You know what I'm saying? Like you still have to take the pictures. So yeah, at the end of the day, regardless of if you have the same equipment or not, like yeah, result isn't going to be the same. But you can help along the way. Um, exactly. And like I, I was gonna, I was gonna hit you up anyway about some questions about the me and as far as like in studio lighting. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll get to that, you know, off off or whatever. <laughs> Don't want to take too much time with that, but um, New York Fashion Week is about to roll around, right? Or New York Fashion? Yeah, New York Fashion Week is coming around in September. Is there any yeah. particular brands that you've grown an interest for over the past couple of years um, that you know uh, off the top of your head? New York. Um, God, what's his name? Um, it's a black guy named uh, Laquan Smith that like his stuff yeah. a lot out of New York. Mm -hmm. Um, like his out of New York. Other than that, man, I'm like I'm gonna be honest, and this probably sounds bad, but like I mostly kind of focus on the what's going on in Paris. Yeah. Um, just sure. because, like, I mean, it's it's the fashion capital. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, but then on top of that, it's like I'm I'm based here, so most of the editorials that I shoot is gonna be shooting the collections that come out in France you know what I'm saying right. so like so I have my favorite designers here I mean it's a couple of them you got you know Valentino Alexandre Foucault um who else are like uh Elisa big names um yeah a couple of them but you know some of the big names I hate like yeah you know what I'm saying but it's um but the New York ones I don't know as well just because honestly I've never been to New York during fashion there gotcha like, Gotcha. I'm usually here or I've been to Milan for theirs or I've been to, you know, I go to London for theirs, but usually I'm I'm here pretty much. Over there. Okay. 
That's what's up. Yeah. Do you do you think you're gonna eventually work your way back over to the states and shoot? <laughs> I know I know you you know like um, I was just shooting it. I was shooting in um out in the desert in California in May at the end of May. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I was shooting there in May, and then other than that, I was shooting in New York a while ago. That was like over a year ago. Um, the thing is, I feel more creative here, yeah. but there's more money in the states, so it's like it's kind of, you know what I mean? It's kind of a toss. Yeah. So if it's like editorials, I would rather shoot them here. But if it's for a commercial job, I'd much rather do it in the states, just because you know you're getting paid more money. You know. Right. It's right. It's a it's it's a little bit less my style of shooting. Like everything in the states is like, you know, super lit up. A ton of uh, you know, a ton of light, ton of Photoshop, ton of retouching, all that kind of stuff, ton of smiles and all that type. Of, and yeah. that's just not my, that's not really my style. But I mean, if they're paying, <laughs> then you then take it. Yeah, <laughs> you every time an opportunity. Um, so got greased this weekend. Any other future plans for the, you know, up until the project releases in between now and October, um, as far as shoots. Um, no, honestly, man, I'm finishing this, uh, this personal project. I have, um, I have some more work to do on it. Um, but it's, I think it's going to be worth the wait. I have some, you know, some different magazine editorials, like I said, that I'm shooting, but the, the big thing for me is this project that I'm working on. Um, it's pretty much, I can't talk too much about it, man, but it's yeah, all yeah. new work. It's, um, I can say this because I know you know who uh, Chimoto is, who was like my mentor mm-hmm. of photography. Just God rest his soul, just passed a couple of weeks ago. Um, the last time I saw him, we were talking about this project, and he's one of the people who was, you know, like really, really supported me on it, and you know, just long, you know, hour long talks on it and that kind of stuff. And um, I was leaving because he picked me up from the airport. Uh, I was mm-hmm. on a layover, so he picked me up, and we were just kind of hanging out when they got some Jamaican food. And he was showing me around his new studio. And uh, we were talking about him like, shit, I forgot to go to B&H. I need to get some uh, some, some Portra 400 from my uh, from my Mamiya yeah. RZ67. And he was like, uh, I already knew that that was the same camera that he used to shoot all his, almost all his pictures with Pop, Biggie, pretty much everybody, Wu-Tang, Mob D. And um, except the picture of uh, Pop that had his, uh, his hands over his head, he said he shot that with 35 millimeter. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm like, shit, I got to find a train so I can get to New York because he stayed in Jersey. I was like, I got to get to b and And he was like, what you looking for? I said, Porsche 400. And he just opened up his case that had his two Mamiya's in there. And he just gave me, uh, he gave me two rolls of film. And Amazing, so he gave you know? me that plus uh, his, uh, his Tupac book, Uncategorized. He gave me that, you know, wrote like a long letter and everything. And that was the last time, like I talked to him after that, but that was the last time I physically saw him. And so for this project, um, part you know some of the photos are actually going to be shot on the last film that he gave me, which is like wow. that's real, real special to yeah. me. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I'll be sure to get more details when he gets closer, man. But this is beyond anything I've ever worked on. And that was, and that was going to kind of like be my next camera uh, topic, and you know your motivation to you know kind of keep going, going. I know you speak about Ernest, you know, you speak about she who have both um, recently passed, um, both kind of like your mentors. How are you able to kind of like um, 
overcome that and, you know, just keep pushing, you know, daily knowing that these two, you know, icons in the black community that really paved the way for a lot of people um, is going like, how do you, you know, keep processing um, with that, knowing that, you know, it's weird, man. Like it's a, it's a crazy feeling. Um, Ernest, I forgot who told me, I saw it on social media, um, middle of last year. And then she, I was in, I want to say LA to shoot. And I got up on the couch and I saw another photographer I post that knew, like, you know, we were friends through Chi, like Chi would introduce me to everybody. And um, he had posted that he had passed. And I'm just like, hey, get out of here. So I, I couldn't believe it at first. I'm like, I just talked to him, like, he's cool. And I sent him a text on WhatsApp, like in that moment. And I was just like, uh, Chi, you good? And the checks went blue and I never got a response. Yeah. And I was just like, Damn, like, you know, so that was like, that was really tough, especially because I found out when I was shooting in LA. And then the day after I shot for LA, I flew to Brazil to shoot there. And it's like, I have all of this on my mind at the same time, but it's life, man. Like you have your, you know, you have your, your ups and your downs and you just got to keep pushing. Like, I just use it as a motivation of, all right, well, these are the last two rolls of film he gave you. Don't fuck up. Like, don't, yeah. don't take bad pictures with this shit. You know, or even just just looking at the project itself, like she would always tell me, keep the focus. Like he would always text me that like, I see you working, man. I, your work is good, man. Just keep the focus, keep the focus. And so I just try to think about that. You know what I mean? It's just like, just keep working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just Cause you're gonna have low moments. You're gonna have moments when, you, when you're not motivated. And for a while I was, <clears throat> it's like I was waiting for motivation to start working where scientifically it's the exact opposite which is once you start something that's when the motivation comes it doesn't come when you just when you're just sitting there and so yeah man like i honestly my thing is just like keep busy like even if even if you don't want to do it like i sat here and retouched 20 something pictures since this morning i didn't want to do yeah. it but i know that that's going to keep that motivation going you know what i mean right and that's what's up um like in terms of motivation, you work around the clock, like you're up working out, jump roping in the gym, <laughs> out, out at the pool, like editing 20 pictures, you know, like every Man. day, like it doesn't stop. It's a, it's, it's your routine. Did it take you a while to get into that routine of just being healthy, like mentally, emotionally, physically healthy? You know um, what I mean? <laughs> The, I don't know. I think the mentally healthy part is always a work in progress. Yeah. Um, the physical part, man, like, like I said, I played ball in college. So I was used to waking up at four o'clock to go to, you know, run sprints and then have to go to weightlifting and then go to practice and go to class. So I'm used to being up and having to move around in the morning. I've just, I've never been a night person. And so yeah. recently I feel like I'm becoming one. Like it's almost like I wake up at night and I'm just like, shit, I'm up. I don't know what to do and I can never focus at night. So now it's like, it's trying to, you know, trying to focus when I get up so I can work through the night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like the, the healthy part, I've just always been afraid of getting fat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because we're black. So like that brings so many diseases A lot of health with issues. Us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's sure. like, 
you know, my mom, God rest her soul, like she passed, but she was diabetic. She didn't die from diabetes. Like she just had a sudden asthma attack out of nowhere. But still, like I've, I've lost family members to diabetes, to heart disease. I was like, I don't want that shit. So like that and also like I, it's vain, but I like being able to look down and not see a belly between my eyes and yeah. my manhood. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, man. Is, the, I, I is, the, is your eating routine on par with your Diabetes. physical? Okay. <laughs> Got to let people know because it's two, there's, there's different ways to work around it. You know what I mean? Nah, well, see, my thing is like, I mean, I'm American. So even in France, like I still love to eat ice cream. I still love burgers. Like Paris has literally the best burgers I've ever tasted in the in the world. And I travel a lot, like even better than America. So like, yeah. that's kind of my weakness over here. And my bad. Um, that's kind of my weakness over here, man. And so I just try to tell myself, all right, well, if you're going to eat some of this stuff, at least for one, scale it back a little bit, but also make up for it and working out. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I don't, I don't count steps. I don't count calories. I don't count. I just go to the gym, bust my ass. And then I run sprints and just kind of keep it off. You know what I mean? That's about it. Yeah. That yeah, definitely, man. you know, having that sports background playing in college, uh, it kind of follows you. If you, if you stay consistent with it kind of throughout your life, you stay motivated. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like even, even I'll wake up at 6 a.m. and just, I'm gonna go to the gym for an hour and a half before work come back, stretch my body from after working out, and I'm pretty much done. Eating two to three meals in between, I'm good. Yeah. Well, so my biggest thing, man, is like, I just kind of eat whatever, whenever. Uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of days where I am I get chronic migraines, but a big part of it is because I forget to eat, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's just, it's just working. Like, and I, I know I'm not the only person who goes through this, but just sitting and working and paying attention to the computer, not paying attention to what time it is. And it's like, oh shit, I started at nine o'clock this morning. Now it's six and I didn't eat anything. I just been drinking water. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I just, for me, it's just like keeping a little snack close. Um, but yeah, man, I'm trying to work on the, you know, the eating, making sure it ain't too, too bad. Too bad, yeah. Is the food yeah. over there, um, like what do they have um, over in France? Like, so that's the thing It's like, I'm not the biggest fan of, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of like their pastries and their bread and their cheese. Yeah. Like it's the best, best hands down. But when you come to actual dishes, like it ain't really my vibe, yeah. but you got to think like we're, we're right next to Italy. Like you can literally drive to another, to other countries here. So like there's a ton of, you know, born and raised Italians who just come to France and open up Italian restaurants. So that, right i'll stay on that you know what i mean yeah all day every day yeah, yeah that's man. what's so up pasta pizza you know i kill all of that <laughs> that's what's up man I, I know for sure like in norfolk is not too much of that if any at all so it's not man but i do miss my uh fried crabs from home i ain't gonna lie and like i, yeah. I tell people about it here and they're just like what is that like how you not know what fried crabs are like <laughs> Be right by the ocean it's, it's, it's a different it's a different vibe out here man and yeah. i and i can honestly say since you've been gone when's the last time you've been back in norfolk uh last time i was there was end of october last year 2020 all right so what was that coming off the tail end of COVID? 
man, a lot yeah. has changed. A lot has changed. I don't know for the good or the better, but a lot has changed. And um, I'm seeing a sense of like, um, I want to say a little bit of more com camaraderie in terms of the creative community. Um, being that Pharrell had did something in the water, which was big. Um, yeah. Uh, but we missed it this past year due to COVID. But I'm seeing a lot more projects and connections get rolled out as COVID, you know, you know, relieves itself. Do you think that at one point Virginia was the Mecca, you know, the black Mecca. Now it's Atlanta. Do you think that Virginia could get that back knowing its history? Like, do you think uh, that could come back around? <laughs> I mean, I think it was always Atlanta. I think we were kind of like always second place to Atlanta. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, just just growing up in the '90s, like if it wasn't New York, it was Atlanta. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but Virginia's just always had. I mean, I hate to sound, you know, pardon the pun, or you know, something in the water there for artists. It's just like, and I don't know what it is. Like the the music producers that come from there are all dope, but they all have a different sound. They all right. sound like Virginia, but in their own way. Mm -hmm. um, and artists out of there, man, I think I think it's the same thing. I don't know what it is, because we're not from the country. We're not from the big city. Yeah, it's like right in between. It's a, it's a good yeah. medium. It's like you have that, and then you add in the beach, you know, and you add in just all these different elements that make for, you know, like me being in Paris, for example, it's weird because I started photography over here, but I'm right. American. So I have I have a view that's not French, but I have a mm -hmm. style that's not American. And right. I feel like most artists from Virginia are kind of the same way just because we grew up with so many different elements. So it's like, all right, he's a music producer. Like he, you know, he make beats. All right, but his beats don't sound like everybody else because of something just a little bit different as far as where they from. The fact that we say jank instead of yeah, you know what I mean. What other people say, something right? Else. Like, you know, it's, it's it's just little things that I think make our styles, you know, just a little bit different. Yeah, and um, that's, and I feel like that's what makes the seven five seven special, special within itself, and then also Virginia as a whole. Like, the seven five seven just by itself, the talent and produces, in the music industry, sports, you know, the entertainment, you know, acting just by itself, is. For it to be such a small area, it's not a big city, but it's yeah. not the country. For it to be such a small area with so much talent pulled into one place, is, it's just it's crazy to think about. Dude, I used to um, I used to hate being from home. Like, if I'm honest, like I didn't hate it, but there was just always this kind of like, damn, why can't I? See? You know how it is when you're from a small state. Like in the '90s, it's like. Damn, all you hear on TV is New York, LA, you know what I'm saying? Atlanta. Right. Why can't I why can't I be from one of these bigger cities? Or, you know, why can't I be from somewhere that the opportunities are already kind of laid out for me in terms yeah. of they're not, I mean, it's still hard to get, you know, signed as an any type of artist in New York, but it's a little bit easier because you have all the offices there, you have all the people that work for that. Whereas for sure. and yeah, I was just I just always had this bad taste in my mouth, the fact that we didn't have that stuff. We didn't have you know, because I used to rap and I used to DJ. So like, you didn't have the music offices there. As a photographer, you don't have modeling agencies there, like not like industry ones. Yeah. You don't have yeah. designers that are there. 
Um, so it's weird, like it made it, I don't know, it just, I don't know. I think we just have a different view on, you know, on just the, the creative side of it. I think artists from Virginia act more like just the way we create our art is partly out of desperation. And when I say desperation, I mean like you're using limited resources. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just yeah. because you're you're far from everything. So it's like when you see a, a dope photo shoot that was completely produced in Virginia, for me, I take it it's stronger than something that's created in New York because like he's in Virginia, he didn't have access to Givenchy. He didn't have, you know, access to Gucci or Balenciaga, none of that. Like he had to create all of this shit in VA. You know what I mean? Right, right. So it's kind of like the kid that learned to run sprints wearing, uh, you know, basketball shoes with no soles on them, with no, uh, mm -hmm. no grip. You know, once yeah. you put on some spikes, like he's gonna blaze everybody. He's gonna go, yeah. So yeah. And, um... And I think that's where we're at now, like being that I'm part of the younger generation and seeing the talent that is you? here right now, 24, about to be 25 in September. Um, seeing the um, the younger talent coming up, um, I think, like you said, it's it's a it's a combination of a lack of resources and just the accessibility of um, not having that exposure. But I think we're finding our own way and trying to grab our, you know, get our footing. Like you said, I know a bunch of photographers that's going back and forth from New York. I see the artists and producers flying out to LA or to Texas or to Atlanta to network and then they're coming back and then they're kind of like sharing the wealth in a sense amongst, you know, their creative, you know, friends. Yeah. Um, which I think is important. I think we got to kind of bring it, trying to funnel things back to the area and provide, you know, opportunities to, you know, yeah, you know, I think, you know, sometimes because we see, you know, most of the big productions being done in the bigger cities, some people have this thing where they kind of sometimes feel like the talent only exists in those places, which is totally false. That's just the places where the offices are. Like there's talent. I know people, I know talented photographers from Idaho. I know some from Virginia, you know, I know stylists that are dope from Mississippi. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like uh, one of my favorite makeup artists is from Arkansas. Like, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, I wanted it. So I didn't necessarily completely quit my home, but I started, you know, I decided to start to make some trips, you know what I mean? To really, to really take my art serious and go to where the best artists work. Cause if you, I mean, honestly if you say yo i'm gonna take a week and just go to new york and just shoot like you're yeah. you're putting yourself in the best position to win because you're going to where the big dogs work you know what i mean right so like yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely with that and then bringing it back home um i think at a, I know for myself i want to create some stuff at home you know resources for people to be able to learn photography um but not not wedding photography, none of that type of shit. Because in Virginia, yeah. that's pretty much all you have. Like you I want to be able yeah. to bring something. Yeah, like I want to bring something back home that, you know, that is closer to what I shoot, closer to like to what I I know how to shoot weddings, but I don't want to. And not everybody wants to shoot that, you know. So I want to be able to bring something back home that can show people that, like, you know, I was born in Norfolk General Hospital. Um, you know, I graduated from Oscar Smith. All my family is in Park Place and Barrard Park. And I'm, I just had um, the shoot behind me come out for L Magazine today. You know what I mean? Congrats. Like, Congrats. like I appreciate it. Like, I'm not, 
you know, I'm not a, I'm not an athlete. I don't sell dope. Like, you know, and I think kids, I think people from home need to be able to see that. Like those aren't your only avenues, especially knowing how many creative people come out of 757, like Richmond 2804, you know what I mean? Like just showing people that and giving them, you know, showing them the way to get, you know, to get, uh, get to where you are. Yeah. So speaking of, would you ever hold a gallery like back here just to kind of showcase your work? Like, would you ever just come back and just hold a, a open gallery for a week or however long? Honestly, like for this project, that's one of the things that I'm I'm trying to work out now. Um, I haven't started looking at spaces, but I definitely want to do that just because. Gotcha. Again, like most of the people that we see come from out of home is you know it's Timberland, it's Pharrell, it's Missy, it's Trey Songz, it's those people, or it's the athletes, it's the Cam Chancellor, it's the you know, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly, Vic and all of those, and it's like mm-hmm. yeah, but we also know how to do other stuff. You know right. what I mean? And the exactly. culture of fashion, truth be told, like it's. Yeah, the heads of it are, you know, you know, the corporates and the suits or whatever, but the people that's really creating the cool are black. So it's like, let's show people, especially people from home, that like, yo, we we're in this domain too. Like we know what we're doing and that's in this domain too. We have people not only black, but from our area in Virginia that are also, you know, also in this area and doing work. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree, man. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um and it's weird, like, cause like I said, like I used to not be so big on home, but as the years pass, like I just gained a greater and greater appreciation for my hometown. Every year that passes and every time I come back home, I'm just like, I love home. Even if, you know, I'm used to a faster city now, like I still yeah. love coming home. Like I love, I love going, you know, going to the wreck and shooting ball or going to the park or going to get, yeah. you know, going to pick up fish or going to pick up you know fried crabs or going down to the strip or do you, think you know you what i mean to leave do you think you needed to leave to have that appreciation for you know back home yeah, okay. yeah it's the same with paris like i fly to paris all the time um more than like right now more than i want to to be honest like i'm just kind of my body's kind of tired but in general i travel a lot and what happens is i'll get i'll be sick of paris and yeah. people will hear that i'm like well how if it's such an amazing city your city is a city like yeah what you see on tv like you know the eiffel tower and all of that kind of stuff you don't see the taxes you don't see the rude people you don't see like my girl was walking home last night and somebody took a shit right in front of her shit like on on the sidewalk right in front of her crib like like you don't see that stuff but for me whenever i get like i travel a lot so it allows me to kind of like miss it here and i feel like virginia is the same way where like you know me traveling allowed me to to appreciate Virginia more, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, man, like, I know the journey has been crazy, bro. Like, I can't even put into words the the journey you've taken to get to this point. Like, does it feel good to, not, not feel good, but like, are you just comfortable? Like, all right, like, looking back, knowing where you are today, like, are you like content? Is, is um, that the right word to say? Yeah, I think um, I'll say like I'm happy with the direction in which I'm going, like mm-hmm. as an artist, but also as a like as a human, as a person. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not perfect. I'll never be somebody that's gonna sit here and act like I'm perfect or participate in the cancel culture shit. None of that. Um, I just try to be a better person every day, man. And even down to my my art as a photographer, working on things that mean something to me. And like, yeah, 
you know, staying up and learning how to shoot this a certain way, how to shoot video, how to shoot these things. Like, I think, um, yeah, I'm happy with the progress so far and I'm happy with like the direction I'm going in, but I still got some stuff to do. Like I, I still got a lot of projects I want to work on. Um, but I think I'm, I think I'm headed in the right direction though. Like as long, I always have this feeling, like I said, my mom passed at the end of 2019 and I just always have this, this question of like, would your mom be proud of you today? Like yeah. with what you did today? And even looking at, you know, one of the pictures from the editorial that I just shot, I looked at him and was like, yeah, I could hear her saying like, like that's my baby. So once yeah. I think about shit like that, it's like everything else, does, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm cool. Like I know I'm You're good. like that. Yeah, like I ain't out here killing nobody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you could be doing yeah. way worse coming from Norfolk. Way worse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so will you yeah, will you I'm, be uploading those images yeah. anytime soon from L? Will you be uploading on Instagram? Yeah, I'm I meant to do it today, man. I'm just I'm really bad with social media. Um yeah. I'm the worst. Like I'm trying, I have to learn, not learn, I have to really get into it for this project that I'm working on. And even this editorial, like I just have to just suck it up and upload the photos, man. I'm just a really just like chill, private person. And yeah. the more, like the longer I've been on Instagram, the longer I kind of feel like, yeah, why I gotta show y'all this? Like, right. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, which is dumb because I had to show it so I could get clients. But sometimes I'm just like, I think as an artist, sometimes like your happiest, the happiest part of you comes from yourself being happy with what you shot. And because I look at these pictures and I'm happy with it, I'm just like, oh, I ain't got to post. I don't need to show like, anybody. Yeah. 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 But the world doesn't work that way. And so to get work, especially as a freelancer, like you got to post your shit. So yeah, I'm going to post them probably today or tomorrow. Um, I've never been on like a schedule or a clock or whatever, as far as my posting on IG, I just kind of do it when I feel do like it. it. Yeah. Or so it's, no, it's kind of like just two months. <laughs> since you posted? Yeah, something like that. But but you been but you've been working, so it's all right, bro. It's all good. Um, we're gonna wrap this thing up, man. Don't wanna hold you too long. Let you enjoy the rest of your wine in your evening. Um you got I any last all that, but... <laughs> you got any um uh, last remarks or any advice for anybody watching, young young creatives? Um, man, just if it feels right to you, just do it. Like that's the first thing is like you know, if you're working at, like I said, fam, I used to, I used to have to look at dicks every day, excuse my language. I used to have to piss test people working in prisons and working as a parole officer. I decided I didn't want to do it. And so once I decided I didn't want to do it, I moved over here and now I'm a photographer in Paris. Like it's people, I think humans make it, make it harder than it is. Like, yo, if you want something, if you really want to do it, just do it. And once that thing doesn't, fit you anymore like it's okay to outgo something it's okay to want to do something else so man my biggest thing man is just like yo follow your dreams if, if it's really your dream then do it because the last thing you want at the end of your life is regrets you know what I'm saying yeah. and so I'm just I'm I think I've done a good job of constructing a life where if I die today like I would just tell God like I'm cool like I've done everything that up to this point that I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, other than that, man, follow me on Instagram uh, at Demarcus Allen, A-L-L-E-N. Um, I got a really, really dope project coming in October. Uh, I can't <laughs> I can't give too many more details other than that, but I can say that it's, it's, the, it's literally the most special thing that I've ever worked on in my life. And it's the most, it's photography based, but it's 
the most beautiful photo. You've never seen any of the photos and it's the most beautiful shit that I've ever shot in my life. Like, and I'm telling you that hands down, not on no salesmanship. Like this is really, really, really beautiful. So uh, can't wait to share that with everybody, man. And yeah, just, um, yeah, send me some messages, man, to encourage me to post more on IG because I swear I, I hate doing that shit. No, I'm gonna make sure to send TikTok to you. I'm just make sure to send TikTok people your way to spam this you. What's <laughs> up, man? You close it out good, bro. Um, appreciate you taking time out your day once again, man. Um, just to be able to have a conversation, a genuine one, um, not so much interview based, but just kind of getting to know one another. And um, yeah. I appreciate everything, man, for real. Um, hope you have a good evening. Enjoy yourself. Have a safe flight. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Just keep shooting, man. Like just the, even the moments where you don't feel motivated, man, just shoot. Like that's, yeah. those are the moments that's going to get you through it. Like push, bro, shoot. You got one of the best film cameras ever created. Just shoot it until that bitch don't work no more. Like the best. The best. <laughs> you know the what I'm best. saying? Yeah, I got yeah, to get some more film stock. Um, I should, when I was, in, I was in New York and I did not go to B&H and I was like, yo, when I go to New York, I'm going to go to B&H and I'm going to give me a couple of packs. I did not go to B and H. I'm kind of upset about it because that was kind of like one of my I order off of Amazon. Um so now like I gotta I gotta I gotta re-up again. But yeah I'm gonna give me some more film stocks. Shoot on portraits some more. I usually shoot on um it was Fuji until they discontinued it. So now I'm yeah, gonna have yeah. to just I'm gonna have to just re-up on Portrait 400, 800 and probably 160. I haven't, I haven't used 160 yet on the Mamiya or, or 800, but I want to try it out to see the, the contrast and the, and the, the difference in the ISO. So play around yeah. with it a little bit. That's what's up. Dude, I got a yeah. uh, refrigerator full of film I haven't touched yet. Like, so I'm just so used to shooting digital. So I just, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I was saying. Like this shoot that I use, the film that uh, Chi gave me is going to be real special because it's not something that I shoot all the time anyway. So right. definitely, right. man. Yeah, definitely pick up your film, your film some more, man. We need it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you talking. Um, I'm gonna just stop the recording and then um, that'll be it.